Hello, and welcome to Meet the Maliks. I'm Matt. And I'm Ellie. And we're super excited to have you guys here with us today. Yay. Yay. Hey. Um, How are you doing, hon? I am doing good. What's uh, new with you? Um, Well, I had probably one of the best days I've had in a long time today. Really? Yeah. It was so relaxing, so refreshing. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a refreshing day. I know. I, I, I feel bad for those in Houston and Louisiana that got... Really, I, I really, I'm, I, I, I'm really I'm praying for them. Praying for them, but the rain that they, the storm that hit them is like the remnants are hitting us right now, mm-hmm. and so it's been a nice rainy day mm-hmm. here, which our ground really needed it. Yeah, our land really needed the rain. Yeah, and um, I mean I mowed last week and it hadn't even grown at all. Yeah, because it's, it's just so, so dry. dry and, and so you know today I slept in a little bit and then I just. Having a good day off. I had a good day off. It was it was it was peaceful. It was a peaceful sleep. That pitter patter of the rain on mm-hmm. the we sleep on the second floor in our house and and the roof is there's like a little bit of roof right outside our window there and you can just hear the rain hitting the roof and just it's like very calming and peaceful. Yeah. So I've had a good day and and uh you know the be- it's the best time of year. Do you know why? <laughs> no. It is the best it's the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year. No. It's when Nebraska football starts. Oh. And we have lots of fun. No. I got to watch some college football games last night. Here's my life. Here's my life, people. Friday night, high school football. Saturday night, college football. Sunday night, professional football. Well, you know, professional football is not as much of a priority in my life. So maybe we can cut that one out completely. Not completely. Like because I have I'm in a fantasy league with my brothers and stuff. So, but um yeah, college football is my favorite. I love watching college football, especially when it's my Nebraska Cornhuskers, and their first game is on Saturday night at seven, and I'm really excited to watch it. And uh, I'm really excited also because I started a group me app with my brothers and my dad and Aww. and my brother-in-law Aaron, and. Uh, and so we'll be chatting up the game, even though we're watching it in different states. And so it'll be fun. And uh, I like this time of year because <laughs> everything's fresh in college football and they're in Nebraska season. And it's a I new know, start. I know reality, in reality, we're not going to win every game. I wish we would. But the hope is there. But the hope is there. Yeah. Yeah. The hope is there. So um, it's, it's that time of season again. It's that time of year. And I'm excited. And then... My wife, you like this time of season, not even really. though it's not no, football. I don't. You don't like football, but no, you like... No, I do love the fall. You love... As everyone does, but yeah. yes, I love it for the Which same is reasons. Weird. It's weird to be talking about fall. I know. When typically around this time of year, it's like 100 degrees. Yeah, and September in southern Indiana is still very warm. Yeah. Like high, high you know, 80s and... Well, um, what's the temperature outside today, like 60? I don't know. No, it's not... No, oh, it's, it's warmer than that. But yeah, it's raining. So, but yeah, it's usually still very warm. Yeah. So to t- be thinking about fall is kind of weird for me right now because August really ran me over. Yeah. And then it like put itself in reverse and ran me back over. Yeah. Like it was, I complained a little bit the last few <laughs> podcasts, so I won't complain today. But yeah, I'm glad it's September. And yeah. Hopefully, and it's Labor Day weekend, so yes, I can yeah. rest a little bit. And yeah, 
No soccer this weekend. No soccer, and we can rest, and I think it's definitely what we need. So. Yeah, we needed this weekend. Mm-hmm. We really did. And um, and so, yeah, so what are you excited about? Well, I was just going to say I'm excited for a relaxing yeah. holiday weekend. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, we don't have a lot of plans, which is perfectly fine with me. Yeah. And I spent the first, like, two hours this morning just trying to even get the house, mm-hmm. like, to where you weren't tripping over stuff as you yeah. walk through the house. So, and that makes me feel good to get things picked and up a little bit. It probably helped the fact that I was still in bed while you're doing all this. <laughs> so I wasn't in your way. Wasn't in my way. Is that what you're going to tell yourself? Yeah, that's what I tell myself. Okay. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, babe? Today we're going to be talking about something that, that sort of got pointed out to me the other day when I was studying in Genesis. And it's, uh, it's what I like to call the greatest lie ever told. Mm, that's good. Yeah. So um, in Genesis 3, verse 1, in the second part of verse 1, we see the serpent, a.k.a. Satan, talking to Eve, the first woman. And in there, (coughs) he asked her, he said, did God really say, did God really say not to eat from any tree in the garden of, of, in the, in the garden, which Satan knew what God really said. Mm -hmm. He knew Mm -hmm. that God didn't say you can't eat from any tree. Mm-hmm. He, he knew that it was just that one tree, but he wanted to get Eve talking. And 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 I was thinking about it. It's like, did God really say is a common lie mm-hmm. that I think we hear all the time in I our hearts? I don't mean to interrupt you, but let's read that real quick. Okay. Do you want me to read it? Or? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and read it for us. Okay, so we're in Gen- Genesis chapter 3 and winding down Genesis t- chapter 2. It talks about how Adam and Eve uh, were naked, and they both felt no shame. And so they were um, in the garden, peaceful. Life was good. Yeah. And then it says in uh, chapter 3, verse 1, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, But God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat it from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Wow. So so the first thing he did is he came to her and he sort of started the whole conversation, did God really say? Questioning God. Yeah. Questioning, questioning what she heard, what from she God. heard from God, and what she knew from God, and if you actually look in Genesis two seventeen, God never said you can't even touch the tree. He just said you shouldn't eat from so the tree. So she kind of added on. She added on some and to it. Yeah, when I think about it, I'm wondering. You know, this is just me wondering. It's nowhere in Scripture to prove this, but did Adam say to Eve, "Hey, don't even, don't even bother touching the tree." You know, let's just stay away from it. Don't even touch it. Don't mm-hmm. even look at it. Don't even think about it. Yeah. Because that's the one tree that God said not to eat from. Mm-hmm. And so in her mind, she's probably thinking, I can't even, I shouldn't even touch it or talk about it or look at it or think about it. Mm-hmm. And Satan got her looking and thinking and talking about it. And and so he, uh, the first thing he said is, did God really say? And it got me thinking. In our life, a lot of times when, when, uh, temptation comes our way the first thing we hear is from god usually is did god really say the first thing we hear from god no the first thing we hear from satan sorry yes is is did god really say 
God really say you can't have sex outside of marriage? Mm -hmm. Did God really say that he loves you? Yeah, did God really say that you can't take just $2, even though you you pay it back eventually? Did God really say that he has a plan and purpose for your life? And so, you know, Satan gets us questioning what God really said. And then we start, and so I was thinking about this more, and and the list goes on and on. Many times we don't hear that question because it's so subtle. Like a lot of times we may not audibly hear the question, did God really say? Because Satan's sort of saying it to us in the background. He's just sort of hinting as like, and getting us to question the rules of God, what God really wants from us, and that what he really thinks about us. Mm-hmm. I think if we start giving into the sin fact, the sin side of the temptation, giving temptation through did God really say, we stop, we start questioning what God said about us in a good way as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a big landslide of, yeah. you know, problems. And so, you know, think about it. Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, right? And even though Satan never said those words to Jesus, did God really say you shouldn't turn these rocks mm-hmm. into bread? Is sort of hinted at there. You know, would it have been a sin for God, for Jesus to turn the rocks into bread? Probably not. But he was out there trusting God in his fast, knowing that God was going to take care of him in just a few days or a few hours or a few minutes. I don't know how long it was until the angels came down and fed him at the end of his temptation. But Satan, he was like, did God really say you shouldn't, you know, just, just give in to me? Did God... Did your father really, you know, yeah. and, and he was tempting really Jesus. Believe him. Yeah. And even I, I was listening to a message by Jensen Franklin, which was really good. Um, we'll try to get a link to the to that podcast. It, look him up. Jen, Jensen Franklin's got some good podcasts or about half hour messages. And um, in one of his messages, he was talking about the greatest temptation Jesus ever faced. And um, and he did, he felt like it wasn't in the Garden of Eden or no. Sorry. <laughs> of course it wasn't in the garden of Eden. It wasn't in the wilderness. It was in the gar- in the garden of Gethsemane when he was praying over and saying, God, if you can take this cup from me. Yeah. Because Jesus saw what was about to happen. He knew what was about to happen in his life. And Satan was probably saying to Jesus, did God really say you have to die for all these people? Mm-hmm. Did God really say you have to be the ultimate sacrifice? Probably try and talk, probably start panicking, try and talk Jesus out of, yeah. Doing what he was about to do. Right. So what do you think, babe? Yeah, I think that um, Satan would try to get us to doubt everything that God says through his word and mm-hmm. also things that we've heard in our prayer times. And uh, we need to fight back. That's good. That's good. Yeah, we need to. We do need to fight back when Satan is sort of questioning what God is saying to us. And, and um as I was thinking about this thing, as I was thinking about this greatest lie that was ever told and what is told to us, we need to understand how did Eve get herself to be tempted by the serpent? How did she get herself there? What what happened and to lead up to this and actually what what and what happened afterwards? And we can learn from this for our own lives. I believe that this is something that we all face, no matter how long you've been a Christian, no matter how long you've been a person, we're always gonna be facing temptations. We need to understand the the signals or the signs that we need to look for when when we, these things starting to happen. So the first thing we need to see is that there was the tempting. Temptation was allowed to happen. We need to understand that God has not He did not create it so in such a way that there would be no temptation, because God didn't create us to be 
robots. He didn't create. He wants us to have a choice. He wants us to have a choice. Yeah, exactly. And and so he think about it. He he made this whole garden. You probably I don't know how many trees he put in this garden full of good food, good fruit, good whatever they needed. And he put one tree in the middle. Mm He said, "Don't eat from this tree." Right. And so all, and, and then he went on to say, and if you eat from this tree, you will surely die. Mm-hmm. So he warned Adam. He, yeah. Adam knew what was going, what was at stake with this tree. Right. But God wanted, he, he wanted to give Adam a way to stay loyal to himself. Mm-hmm. And there was a choice, even though it was a small choice, it, was, it really wasn't that big of a choice. Because Adam was in no, he was not, he didn't, he was going to live forever. Mm-hmm. He had a perfect body. Mm-hmm. He had perfect fellowship with God. Mm-hmm. He didn't know what was going to happen afterwards. He had never not experienced time with God. And so, but God had to put this tree in the middle. That way we would have a choice. And so God, in our own lives, God allows temptation to happen mm-hmm. because we need to choose him. He wants us to choose him over choosing whatever's going to be tempting us at that time. Yeah, Whatever is our biggest temptation, whatever it is. And so God could have stopped the temptation from happening, but he created us with free will. And and so it, God also won't allow us to be tempted, and we also need to understand this, God will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we're able to handle. This is very scriptural. It actually says this in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, when you're tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. But we also need to understand that the tempter, Satan, can only tempt us. What do you think about that? What do you mean? I don't understand. He can only tempt us. He can't force us to sin. Oh, yeah. He can only tempt us. He can only place the... the uh, now, he's gotten, Satan's gotten really good because it's been about four or five, six, seven thousand years since the Garden of Eden. And there's been a lot of people mm-hmm. that have walked this earth that he's tempted. He knows what he's doing, but all he can do is tempt. He can't force yeah. us to sin. So the choice is still ours. Yeah, We need to understand that. The choice is always ours as Christians. Yes. Um, and so, but what did he do? How did he get, how did he get Eve to even start thinking about the tree? How does he get us even thinking about our sin? about committing sin, he got her alone. Hmm. He got her in solitude. Yeah. Um, If you think about it, I I know when I think about it, every time I've sinned, usually I'm by myself. Yeah. Or I feel alone. Isolated. I feel isolated. Mm -hmm. I could be in a room full of people and I could be having dirty thoughts or I could be having angry thoughts or self-loathing of myself or whatever giving in the temptation to feel sorry for myself because I feel alone. Yeah. You could be in a room full of people and feel alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so he got her alone. He got her in a place all by herself. Adam wasn't around. Adam wasn't there to smash the head of the serpent or rebuke him and tell him to get out of there. He got her alone. And then um, we need, and, and this is a very common method in life is that Satan gets us alone. Yeah. It's in the it's in those alone times. But also it, uh, it's funny because on the flip side it's in the alone times with God that a lot of times we have the most profound moments in our life. 
Satan likes to, he likes to counterfeit what God likes to do. Right. Yeah. He likes to give us a counterfeit. And we have a choice in those alone times. Are we going to spend time thinking about the things we shouldn't think about or whatnot? Are we going to worshiping God or worshiping God? Yeah. I guess you're saying like our alone times with God are the most fulfilling times and mm-hmm. our alone times where we feel isolated and lonely and allowing the enemy to speak lies into our ears can be the most damaging. Yeah. Because we can have good worship times, but it's those worship times usually for me pale in comparison to my private alone times with God. Oh, you mean in a group worship? In a group worship. Yeah. And and same thing with group sin, like there's the blame can go around with with a big group of people doing bad things, you know, but sometimes What group sin? I don't know. Like 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 a riot or something. Anyway, okay. um, <laughs> since everybody's out rioting all the time nowadays. Anyway, um, and then then so went from from being tempted to her yielding to that temptation. She yielded to it. She yeah. started thinking about the tree and looking at it and thinking, "Hmm, that looks good." So actually, let's read that. Let's read that part if you don't mind. Um, starting at verse six. Okay. Verse six, it says, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. So we see that just like in our life, you know, sometimes Satan will, will, will present things to us and the deceiver will, will present things to us and they'll be desirable to the eye. We'll think, yeah, I do want, you know, whatever it whatever is. It is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make up sins. I'm just saying yeah. whatever it is in our life, I do. We think about it too we much. We think about maybe. it too much. Um, and, 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 you know, the Bible says thou shalt not covet, covet whatever your neighbor has and your neighbor's mm-hmm. wife. And, and we start. So maybe s- that starts in our thoughts. It starts in our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then we start looking at it. And gazing on it, mm-hmm, whatever it is, and, and we get obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe like wanting, you know, material things mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, like so, like you just I like when we first moved into this house, our lake wasn't good. It um, it's still not good. It's still not good. It's full of duckweed. Um, duckweed. Yeah, and it looks disgusting. Like it's covered in thick green. Blech. Yeah. And when we first moved in, in our minds, we just had to have an aerator, yeah. which is one of those... Um, it's like a fountain that doesn't yes. shoot the water above. It's and it keeps yeah. the water moving so that duckweed doesn't start or Take, grow yeah. or whatever. And it's they're expensive. They're hundreds yeah. of dollars. And we thought, oh, we just have to have this. We have to have it. And we were like thinking about what we could do to get one and what kind of financially, what kind yeah. of changes we could make and all of a sudden we just kind of decided hey wait a minute is this really like a priority for us right now and i think we just started thinking about it in a different way and kind of realized hey calm down Mm -hmm. you know we're gonna be fine this isn't necessary and we can live without this Mm -hmm. but we had to change the way we thought about it yeah yeah exactly and what i thought interesting in this scripture is she she wanted wisdom which is not exactly a bad thing. It's just she wanted to go about it the wrong way. I think she wanted, though, 
what God had. Yeah. In a way, I feel like it's more than just wisdom. It was she wanted to be like God. And I think God, if she would have asked him, would have given her wisdom. Yeah. I mean, we see she obviously didn't have the advantage of having the book of Proverbs. But we see that in Proverbs mm-hmm. that that those who ask for win- wisdom but will that, receive wisdom. That would she that would take her waiting on the Lord. Yeah, and she wanted and give him giving it to her exactly. in his way. And she was thinking, I can be like I God can do now. it my way. I can yeah. be like God now. I can do it my way. And that fruit not only does it well, it looks good. Mm-hmm. I want to eat it. it. Looks yummy. Yeah. Even though that tree over there looks good, I've had that a few times. Mm-hmm. I haven't had this yet, mm-hmm. and so. She yielded to it. She started thinking about it and, and, and desiring it. And then we see the results. And see, the same thing happens to us that happened to Eve in this moment, is that we, we get tempted. The temp- There's no sin in being tempted. But the sin comes when we yield to that temptation and we give in to that temptation. And then we get the results like Eve had. And so the results of us giving in to temptation is the same as it was for Adam and Eve, separation from God. It's because of sin and the listening of the first lie did God really say that led to the need of Jesus to come and die for us. And so I want to challenge you guys to that when you're tempted, you know, run the other way. Mm-hmm. Rebuke the police your thoughts. Rebuke the enemy. Say, no, that's not from God. That's not from God. I that's not for me right now. And so what do we need what do we do? I have three things that we need to do. Um, the first thing is that we need to know what the word really says. Mm-hmm. So if, when he says, did God really say, mm-hmm. you can say, well, yeah, he did. Well, yeah, he did. Or no, he didn't say it like that. Mm-hmm. No, what he really said was, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, think about it. That's what happened to Jesus when he was being tempted. Satan was, was quoting scriptures to Jesus, but Jesus went ahead and corrected him. Mm-hmm. You, so you got to know the word. You need to know the word. You need to be prepared in season and out. You need to believe what the word really says about you. And then you need to rebuke the enemy. It reminds me of what Jesus did to Peter when Peter was telling him, no, you're not going to die. And, and he had just told Jesus, you're the son of God. And just what did Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. He wasn't telling Peter, calling Peter Satan, but he was saying, listen, the temptation there to not die needs to get behind me. Yeah. And he, and we need to do the same thing. We need to rebuke the enemy. We have the authority to rebuke the enemy if we're if we're child, children of God, if we're Christians. So let's wrap up. That's awesome, babe. I really love this word today because it's just reminding us of the truth, you know, and that we need to stick with the truth and um, meditate on the truth. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just so grateful that God does forgive us, yeah. you know, when we give in to temptation. Yeah. First um, John one nine, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So, guys, so, if you're so out the there, the good thing is there's hope. Yeah, guys, if you're out there and you're hearing Matt and you're feeling like, oh, you know, I've messed up and I've done those things and, um. You know, it's not. It's time. It's not too late. Start mm-hmm. to start again. Just yeah. um, get with God. Ask for forgiveness. 
um, when you're doing this, you have to be willing, though, to walk the other way next time. Yeah. And make a plan in your yeah. heart of how you're going to overcome it next time. Don't just go right back to it. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well... If you have any questions or thoughts or concerns or whatever, if you want, just want to share with us what you think about us, um, you can go to eaglesviewchurch.com backslash uh, contact, contact us. us, and we that'll con- that'll be right. Contact us, just like it says. It'll come straight to us. It'll come straight to us. Also, if you have any topics you want to talk about, let us know. And also, we also have a survey that we will again put out there on our. Um, Put in our show notes and other things like that, and we and please take it. Let us know what you think. Let us know who you are, where you're from. Well, you don't have to say who you are, where you're from, and just uh, yeah, we would love to all that kind of encouragement. So let's pray, and then we're gonna let you guys go. Enjoy your weekend, Generally, Father. I thank you for this topic. I thank you for my wife, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you'll help us, Lord God, to um. Lord, when we're tempted, that we'll look to you and we'll run the other way, that we won't fight temptation, but we'll turn to you during our temptation, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you will be with all our listeners this weekend. Help us have a safe weekend and a, and a great next week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Bye, guys. Bye.